I guess I have to start dating again. Ugh. Is there anything worse? You and Marcus are so cute. Mm. Oh, oh. Remind me why you never got together? There's way too much history there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You still have the Corolla? What are you looking at? My backseat? Because we had sex back there? Oh my god! So what do you think? That it might be even smaller and grosser than I remember. Yeah, you better still be talking about my backseat. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake. Uh, this time we're doing When Harry Met Sally, uh, which was actually one of the inspirations for Always Be My Maybe, which was the uh, Netflix uh, original movie, I, I guess we can call it, that came out in 2019. Uh, back again, twice this year. Uh, we're doing pretty good here. It's uh, uh, you know, I'm Peter. Uh, joining, joining me is uh, my longtime friend, and then we broke up and realized we were meant to be together. I was like, you're gonna call me your longtime? Maybe <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that. <laughs> I don't uh, either, actually. I'll choose to take it all as a compliment. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're tying our record from last year, 2019, and uh, <laughs> next week. Will be a new record. Um, how about that? So not a bad start to so. 2020. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good so far. Uh, so th- this one, I mean, I mentioned yeah, it, it is an uh, inspiration and not a direct uh, remake, but a, a lot of similar beats are there for sure. Um, when Harry Met Sally, which I, I feel is one of the top, I think it's safe to say at least the top three and probably a lot of people's favorite rom com. Uh, came out in 1989, directed by Rob Reiner, written by Nora Ephron. Stars Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, uh, the late Carrie Fisher, and Bruno Kirby. Uh, this one, Harry meets Sally when they drive to, was it New York from Chicago uh, yes. in college? Mm-hmm. And every five years, they keep they seem to keep running into each other and ultimately realizing that they maybe were meant to be. Yeah, I would say that uh, there's what less less hustle involved in when Harry met Sally. I'd forgotten that, except for like yeah. this rewatch. Um, a lot of mansplaining. Yeah, there's a lot of mansplaining, <laughs> um, and I think I had it in my head. Uh, maybe you can blame something like "Always Be My Maybe," uh, which really, like in interviews, uh, they talked about like when Harry met Sally is like a big inspiration. How they want to make a modern version of that. Um, having not seen when Harry met Sally in years, I always think that they're like closer friends than what they are. Like right. I, I forget that they fall in and out of even like seeing each other. That's every five years. They sort of like, Oh yeah, I remember you even in the, I guess in this one uh, was an airport sequence where uh, Billy Crystal runs into Meg Ryan, but he knows the guy she's dating and seems to right. like ignore her. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're getting married. Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny about that? Yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> it's, uh, it's just so optimistic of you, Harry. Well, you'd be amazed what falling madly in love can do for you. Well, it's wonderful. It's nice to see you embracing life in this manner. Yeah, plus, you know, you just get to a certain point where you get tired of the whole thing. What whole thing? The whole life of a single guy thing. You meet someone, you have the safe lunch, you decide you like each other enough to move on to dinner. You go dancing, you do the white man's overbite. Go back to her place, you have sex, and the minute you're finished, you know what goes through your mind? How long do I have to lie here and hold her before I can get up and go home? Is 30 seconds enough? That's what you're thinking? Is that true? Sure. All men think that. How long do you like to be held afterwards? All night, right? See, that's the problem. Somewhere between 30 seconds and all night is your problem. 
I don't have a problem. Yeah, you do. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite sequences. Is is that meeting up again? Uh, really, especially in the yeah, in the plane when he puts it, you know, two and two together, and there's that uh, other passenger that's just like listening in. You know, that, that's pretty fun. And I remember reviewing when Harry met Sally for Postalgic. See, there we go. Uh, the, the little shameless plug-in, right? Come, you're coming quick. This, you know, yeah. that, that might be a new record too. I, I like. may have heard that before. <laughs> that, that that phrase there. Um, <laughs> this is our Valentine's special, right? Like, yeah, you can, you very can have romantic. that sort of yeah, that sort of sexy Why time not? talk. Sure, I sure, guess. Sure. Uh, but in that review, I mentioned I had okay. So this is exactly the second time I've seen this movie. When Harry met Sally. I, yeah. This wow. is the second time I've seen it. It was okay. for this review. The first time was for Postalgic. And I mentioned business. in that, well, it's just something I missed, you know, <laughs> and everyone kept on talking about it. It's it's a New Year's movie or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'll do it for New Year's. And um, one of my favorite lines that just caught me off guard because I had never heard of it before was it was it the white man's overbite, right? That, that little <laughs> yeah. shimmy he does on the yeah. plane. I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, our uh, our mutual friend uh, Hyro of uh, the True Bromance Film Podcast, he uses that uh, particular GIF quite a bit in private oh. text messages and I believe on social media as well. So he's he's a big fan of it. Uh, not being a, a white man himself, I guess he can like sort of <laughs> point and snicker at the at the rest of sure. us that are uh, rhythmically challenged, much <laughs> like uh, Billy Crystal. So so this you know I'm I'm coming into this with always be my maybe as like a two time watch, which I don't feel too bad about mm-hmm. because it just came out last year. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a little bit taken aback because you're you're an eighties guy and this seems like, you know, one of the kinks, one of the titans of eighties cinemas when Harry met yeah. Sally. And I'm a huge fan of Meg Ryan and I, is it me or there was parts where um it, it should be Alicia Silverstone reminds me of Meg Ryan sometimes, but I saw because Meg Ryan was so young in this movie, I, I saw like, you know, some facial reactions that kind of reminded me of Silverstone a little bit. Hmm. Um, you think so? You think uh, Miss Clueless like was heavily inspired with some of her sort of acting mannerisms by uh, Meg Ryan? It'd be a lot of the facial reactions. Hmm. Uh, I might have to find some I hadn't screenshots. Thought about that. Yeah, I think there, you're there right. Was one, though um, it, it was the when they first uh, sleep together, Harry and Sally, and then he's, you know, she wakes up and he's already getting dressed. She has this look of her on her face that reminds me of like clueless Silverstone. Uh, I'll have to find something, but they kind of look alike there. Christian um, Slater was always accused of doing that with uh, Jack Nicholson with the voice and sort of like, oh, the eyebrows arching. And another uh, 80s classic with Heathers. Uh, he's very much playing the, the sort of like, you know, a charming cad that uh, Jack Nicholson favored, especially in his season. Well, actually, Jack Nicholson favored that <laughs> into his senior years. Was always sure. like a charming kind of jerk. Um, I I reviewed uh, Gleaming the Cube with Christian Slater, where he does very much that voice, you know, because it's supposed to be. I think that's dramatic Slater, right? I think he he's like that when he's dramatic. I've not seen that one. Uh, have you done uh, Pump Up the Volume? For no, Celtic. but I hear he's basically a podcaster. In that ah, movie. <laughs> that is that is like uh yeah. If you're a podcaster, they they like make him like a hero, like an icon of the of the form before podcasting existed. Yeah, just a dude on a microphone in his basement uh, that becomes yeah. like this rock star celebrity. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I, I dug it. But we're not talking about that. We are talking about um, well, I guess uh, Randall Park is a much less cool rock star. I mean, yeah. always be my maybe. He's I mean that's part of uh 
the the story here is that he's happy happy being uh small time i guess comfortable. Like, yes yeah. he's he's yeah. comfortable around uh the people he grew up with the neighborhood that he's resided in uh very close with his father uh but yeah he's in a kind of what kind of music would you say he plays here what's up Serving you great music all day, every day. Hey, speaking of serving, who here likes tennis? All right. Um, well, uh, well, it's a great sport. And uh, we, we got Hello Peril yeah. tennis balls. I think they filmed some of Boys Don't Cry here. Oh, which part? Not a good part. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. All right, who's ready to hear some music? Let's do it. Thank you for coming. Of course. Hello. This is how we greet you. This is what we say every day when we meet you. We are Hello Peril, the band of four. We got tunes to entertain and teach you. We say to everybody here tonight, we're so glad you could step into our zone and tomorrow say. They're still really good. To all your friends and your foes and tell them how we got your mind blown. For example. The smartest, even though we're known for smoking up a harvest. Welcome to the city that used to be free of suckers till the techies came in hummers and colonized the gutters. If I see another hipster opening a coffee shop, I'll make a body drop with my signature karate chop. I didn't even know I could squat. It's uh, a high I don't know. Of, of different it, things. It is. You know, it kind of reminds me of like, gosh, I don't, I don't know. Any band that's coming to mind isn't even close. Um... I thought the name of the the club that he performs at was like a nod to that genre, but I guess not. Uh, uh, some sort of pop alternative. It's like nerd core rap rock, is what it is. Like spoken word, like <laughs> like yes, insults. And, like you know, yeah, like, yeah. He has he has some rants in his songs about you know the changing landscape of his city that he loves, San Francisco, and. Uh, the type of people that now you know are encroaching on his neighborhood. So yeah, it's it's uh, I don't want to say it's politically charged uh, in like a you know the Trump landscape, but it's definitely probably a little bit more political for uh, the city of San Francisco. Yeah, it's got like Weird Al comedy, you know. Um, I think I'm gonna stick with nerdcore because I know that is a genre, not one that I've listened to, but I remember. Okay. Uh, Huh. Scrolling on Netflix and seeing there was a documentary on something called nerd, nerdcore rap, and I'm like, well, I'm not watching that, but <laughs> <laughs> I will watch Always Be My Maybe. Um, but just to kind of set it up a little bit, like uh, this film, and I'm going to butcher the director's name. I don't know if you know how to pronounce. Uh, no, I saw it and I got excited for you. Yeah, because normally on the you know <laughs> remake part, uh, I get it easier because it's usually like an English language remake, and it's like. Some white dude named Steve is the director, and I can handle <laughs> that. Uh, this is Nanachka Khan. I can get Khan. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, 
And I believe the director and our two stars here of Ali Wong and Randall Park all worked on Fresh Off the Boat. I think yes. that was the origin of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that's when they started discussing, I guess, their shared shared love of When Harry Met Sally. Or uh, in an interview I read, uh, they were someone was kind of positing that uh, most rom-coms in that vein now are more like Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, right. Where they're like ensembles with like multiple couples. Love Actually is very famous around the yeah. holidays for that. And they were all lamenting that uh, there were no more like – two-handers like when harry met sally where it's like it's about these two people and you spend half the time with one half time with the other and then they're gonna unite at the end but the big difference between this and when harry met sally is they uh they're friends they are genuine friends uh Mm -hmm. initially and then they have a pretty big falling out and is it 16 16 years that goes by before they meet up again i think so i think it's 18 years that they've known each other maybe or maybe 18 years when she started crushing on them so you're saying it's legitimate, whereas in when when Harry met Sally, it's like hatred. I think on Meg Ryan's side, it's hatred for a long part of their relationship before she starts to like find him even remotely likable as a human. Oh yeah, I mean they don't even have a meet cute here. It's like a meet ugly. You know, <laughs> the very first time they meet, she hates him because you know she thinks he's making a pass at her, but he's dating her friend, and that's how they met or whatever. Do you think he's um, making a pass here? Uh. No, but I I don't I don't like young Harry. You know he. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're developing a type for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right, young right. Harry. <laughs> um, I don't know when I actually like love Harry. To be honest with you, I I, I don't know if it's because I'm watching this with like 2020 eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, even for the nostalgic reviews, I, I'm very forgiving of some of our characters and things like that. But I I don't know, like I. I'm in my mind. I'm like, you know, uh, Sally. He's your your first instincts was correct. Like, wh- why? There's there's nothing that really I can see why she keep uh, he keeps drawing her back to him, except for when um, he does start apologizing and stuff like that. Like, well, those are our nice gestures, but does that really erase the five five years ago or even the ten years ago? Uh, you know, depending which time they run into each other. She likes them when they're, I guess, like mutually grieving their like love lives, like the mistakes they've made or like they, they sort of start to bond when I guess both of them at their lowest points. Um, because Mm -hmm. it's, it does seem like it's, it's Harry who develops like romantic interest first. Right. Because he seems to be one taken aback that she's like getting back into the game. And he's, he's like, he is actually very similar to the character Randall Park plays, just in a different context. He's comfortable just staying in that little bubble of like kind of platonic friendship with her. And then when she mm-hmm. starts to get back into into the game, that's when I, th- I think he starts to get concerned that he's you know he's going to lose that sort of safety net of having someone to someone to talk to on the phone at night, someone mm-hmm. to go out to eat with. Um, it's, it's very, it is a very different relationship dynamic between these two films, but they both are about, I guess, friendships who, you know, overcome, well, in both cases overcome, I guess, having sex. That's like the, the, <laughs> the big curse that's placed on, uh, both, both, uh, couples here. Uh, I do like it a little bit. I think it's more realistic and always be my maybe though. You know, when it happens after the death of, uh, Marx's mother, like mm-hmm. he's in a weird place. They're also very young and awkward 
there's a <laughs> pretty funny discussion uh, where she's not interrogating him, but she's inquiring about how he learned to uh, to apply a condom and this talk right. of bananas and how <laughs> he didn't need a banana at home, but he needed one in the classroom, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, I I think I I'm more understanding of how in most rom-coms you know the couples come together then they there's usually some like bullshit reason they break apart i think always be my maybe has actually a really excellent reason why they do because they're they're just too young right they're too young and they don't they're ill-equipped to like kind of manage transitioning from friendship to uh to actual relationship yeah and for harry uh and sally when they keep running to each other you know every five years they're already adults like they should have been living their lives and I'm sitting there questioning why does Sally not see the games that he's playing? You know, like oh, it's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. You don't have to tell me. And then she'll go and tell him, like you know, things like that. I'm like, how how do you not see that? Especially with some of the men you probably have dated recently, uh, they they couldn't be too far off from what you know young Harry was like. <laughs> when did they first meet? When they're like 21, right? Because yeah, I think yeah. uh, the next time she's having like lunch with like Carrie Fisher, they mentioned she's like 26 or something. Do you like that they actually just have the same actors, even though it's it's really not like, like it's clearly not age appropriate for like Billy Crystal to be like a twenty one year old, but they just kind of just fix his hair a little different, and then they're like, whatever, that's the best we can do. I, I I'm pretty sure that was a wig, but um, <laughs> yeah, Meg Ryan I believed to have been twenty six and thirty one. Billy Crystal looked like he was already forty <laughs> at twenty one. <laughs> that makes it creepier <laughs> a little bit, but you know Hollywood for you. I actually would say probably Randall Park. Uh, I read that he was, he's like seven or eight years older than Ali Wong. Um, I believe so, yeah. Uh, the entire time, <laughs> he looks younger than Billy Crystal. Like, <laughs> I don't care what yeah. what age they're they're playing. He, he would be a better 21-year-old. I think it's, you know, uh, I think you got to give credit to maybe the makeup department, too, for always be my maybe. I, I think, you know, it's... Um, uh, over the year, you know, we're talking about exactly 30 years there, uh, time difference between the two movies. Um, I, I think, you know, makeup and all that stuff ha- has changed. And I think people have gotten better at making people look younger, maybe with or without special effects. I, I don't know if special effects were uh, used to make Randall Park look younger. I'm just but, crediting um, him as being a better looking man than Billy Crystal. Nothing no, he, he did, but, you know, it's just genetics. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um Randall Park's more your guy, it sounds like. <laughs> well, I, I've heard... Well, mine too, since Young Harry. Yeah, I've heard how you feel about Young Harry, so I figure <laughs> we're in agreement on that. Uh, what Did you like the Ali Wong character better than... Because it seems like you have some issues with um, maybe some of the immaturity that we're seeing from Meg Ryan's version of uh, of Sally uh, there, where she's she doesn't seem as maybe adult as she should be. Because mm. Ali Wong is definitely harsher. Yeah, you know, she's definitely like when she's in adult form, she's like pretty much got her shit together and she's pretty uh, on point as far as what her expectations are and what she wants in life. Yeah, see, that that's the thing, though, like um, Ellie Wong's character, Sasha, she kind of reminds me of my wife and a lot of like her friends. <laughs> Careful. You know, yeah. <laughs> Careful here. Well, not well, that they'll I'm not, listen. <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm not saying anything uh, bad at all. Like um, in my review of of that movie for Postalgic, I, I mentioned like I I know real people that are, are very much like that Sasha character. You know, like, she felt really real to me, especially that world. That that world felt real to me. This one again, you know, because you know, we're talking about 30 plus years when Harry met Sally. I'm sitting there like, oh, man, 
as much as I still enjoyed watching that movie, as much as I still I'm still laughing, I'm also shaking my head, at, you know, at some of the things that Harry is saying and and how easily Sally is being manipulated. You know, like uh, I I kind of forgot this one moment. It's so very little, but you know, when Harry comes back at the end on New Year's Eve, and they're having that fight. And then uh, Sally wa- uh, walks away. I kind of I forgot what was going to happen next. This is my second time watching the movie. And then she's like, no, come on. We need to go somewhere quieter so we continue this. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. Like, I thought she would just would have walked away and he didn't have to chase after her. So um, wasn't as tropey, you know? So I think that's the other thing with this. Like, I think uh, when Harry Miss Sally is so good and, so, you know, revered maybe that people aren't really trying to duplicate too much from it. Always Be My Baby has a lot of similar beats, but one thing that I'm surprised at, and maybe I'm just um, you know, not paying attention, but I don't, I don't see, I have not seen any other movie trying to duplicate or replicate the the phone call sequences in When Harry Met Sally. I think those are very impressive. Yeah, now you would just get what text bubbles. Um, oh, right, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna lose bubbles something. in the air. Yeah, to CGI. Yeah, uh, can you think of a movie that's done that like successfully, where it's like actually engaging because um, it feels like you know a lot of movies now try to even get rid of cell phones if they can they try to come up with some excuse why someone's not just having a text message you know thread about something because it's not very cinematic no it's not and uh do you recall me ever mentioning like if you know um, maybe if i made a movie or whatever but i i like things taking place uh, at, di- uh, at a different time before all the technology yeah, because I just think it's a it's a huge distraction as as a movie watcher. Like, oh, they're on their phone. Just like when you people watch out in public, oh, on their phones. You know, I often see that. I'm like, ah. Oh. So I do. I really do miss the '90s because like it was just a simpler time and people actually interacted with each other. However, uh, that we wouldn't be doing this. We're uh, our relationship, uh, you know, with modern technology. Ah, uh, uh, oh yes, the the uh, a movie. I uh, the the first one that comes to mind. Uh, I don't know how similar this might be to what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of a movie other than you know maybe some of the rom coms. But um, uh, Searching, you know, not a rom com. You know, obviously uh, John Cho, uh, his teenage daughter goes missing in the movie, and there's all these things that come on on the screen. I think that's pretty effective uh, using technology and screens, uh, especially. Probably works better when you're like put together clues or information because you just then you like present it all to the audience mm-hmm. but yeah when you're trying to like have uh like two people falling in love or something <laughs> over text message i don't know i don't know if that could be pulled off obviously that's how a lot of modern relationships are going to go but mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if if there has been one where i've been like really like engaged with what text is going to come come through i don't i can't think of one so I, that's what i do i i put pose these questions to you because i don't have an answer <laughs> so i'm just yeah. hoping you run with it uh yeah this one isn't yeah it, since it's not the example you're looking for i'm not even going to mention it because it would just come off as a shameless plug go ahead go ahead all right, that's number kai. two all right there's a scene in cobra kai uh <laughs> season two where johnny he's he's uh writing up a text message to an old flame and he really considered it so it's not a bubble that's on the screen this is actual texting and um, he's thinking about whether or not to send this. It, it's basically like one of those like uh, uh, random text messages from out of nowhere oh, uh, or DMs, really. That's exactly what it is. He's texting the, the old girlfriend from the first movie. And he's like, you know, his thumbs hovering that send button. And, and it looks like he's about to delete or like exit out of that message until somebody bumps him and accidentally sends that oh, message. Okay. 
Yeah. So it's more of like an internal, like, you know, will you like send the letter type thing? Like it's sort of old fashioned yeah, like that. Yeah. Or okay. you could have dropped this in the, in yeah. the mailbox. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I probably should just go with, you've got mail with, you know, Mick Ryan and Tom Hanks. Cause there's a lot of scenes with them deciding whether or not they're going to send, uh, oh, right. an the email. Emails. That yeah. is one we, we are going to do, right? We're going to do that in the, the shop around the corner. We've got to do that before the show. We, we have sunsets. talked about it. And, uh, you know, I, when I did Sleepless in Seattle, um, you know, the the knock on that, if you want to call it that, is that they don't share enough screen time together, uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And so somebody was like, oh, you'll, you'll love um, You've Got Mail. So I watched it. I go, you know, uh, I don't know. Tom Hanks might be like young Harry in that movie. Like, I don't I don't know if I like that movie, uh, but but I would be happy to to revisit wow. and. That's like a dagger to my chest, like this, this revelation. I know people love it. I know people love it. But, um, I actually prefer I, it to When Harry Met Sally. Like if people were going to like a uh, really? a rom com, like You've Got Mail is my that's my particular jam because I I, lo- <laughs> I I don't know. I love Two Faced Tom Hanks. I love what a prick he is oh, to her face. See. Okay, see, so I'm not wrong in in what I remember of it. So you you like it for other reasons. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he is a jerk in person, and then he's a romantic, you know, privately. Right, right, sure, two faces, but you know, I, I, I guess, I guess that was early, well, that was mid '90s, that one. But I, I don't like how some uh, uh, Meg Ryan should not be treated this way. You know, <laughs> Very protective I, I think this is what I'm getting at. Really. Okay, here's here's something I did want to talk about because I think it's something we can compare pretty directly between the two. So there is that like middle stretch um, where we've got our friendships reunited. Um, now, and always be my maybe, I think we're led to believe that, you know, Marcus, because he has that relationship with his father where he can tell him and, like, the viewer, like, hey, I, have, I still have feelings for her. So we know mm-hmm. what his intentions are. You don't have that uh, as much with <laughs> with young Harry or, I guess, middle-aged Harry. But there is that middle stretch where they're not together and we see them interacting uh, with other romantic partners and they're trying to do it together. Now, and when Harry met Sally... Uh, it's not Keanu Reeves, so that's that's a strike against it already. Right. Um, but what did you think? Let's let's compare those sequences because in When Harry Met Sally, it's the two of them trying to set the other one up with one of their respective friends, so they're not going to break that barrier. They're not going to like, you know, cross the line past friendship, but they're still going to like kind of keep them in their lives. Um, and you have uh, you know, Leia Organa. You have General Leia there uh, uh-huh. as one of the. The partners, uh, and then what is is it? Bruno Kirby? Is that Bruno, the other? Bruno Kirby, yeah, Jess. Harry, you and Marie are both from New Jersey. Really? Where are you from? South Orange. Haddonfield. Oh. So, what are we going to order? Well, I'm going to start with the grilled radicchio. Jazz Sally is a great order. Not only does she always pick the best thing on the menu, but she orders it in a way that even the, the chef didn't know how good it could be. I think restaurants have become too important. Oh, I agree. Restaurants are to people in the 80s what theater was to people in the 60s. I read that in a magazine. I wrote that. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I did. I wrote that. I've never quoted anything from a magazine in my life. That's amazing. Don't you think that's amazing? And you wrote it? I also wrote Pastos Kishviades. Get over yourself. I did. Where did I read that? New York Magazine. Sally writes for New York Magazine. Doesn't go as badly as Keanu. That like, no one is <laughs> no one is challenged to strike him or anything. But uh, it's still pretty awkward. What, what did you make of that that sequence? 
I loved it. Um, I especially love how they continue to try to hook up Jess and oh gosh, I'm forgetting Leia's name, uh, Carrie Fisher's character's name. Again, this is like the second time I've seen it, so I'm sure. Also, like I think we've said before on podcasts, for the most for the most part, I don't. If they're not a main character, I don't remember their names. I'm just like Carrie Fisher. That's I'm just that's who she is. Well, I mean, we just said Keanu Reeves. Oh, he's playing himself, though. That's the <laughs> that helps, doesn't it? Thank God. Yeah. Another point for always be my maybe. They make it easy. <laughs> yes, they, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I love that because they just cont- – after they realize that, like, it's, it's, it's such an awkward dinner and the other two, Jess and Marie, are having the chemistry there, I just love how Harry's like, oh, well, you know, um, Sally worked for – was it the, the New York well, – what is it? The newspaper that he worked for? Whatever it was, he's like, oh, well, she she wrote for them, too. And he's like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, let me get back to talking Back to, to what Marie. I was talking about, yeah. I just, I love the, the little physical acting, too, without the dialogue and, and all of that. Um, I I don't know, they're both enjoyable in each scene, the, the both restaurants, but obviously the Keanu stuff continues on because he's, um, you know, they, they, they go to his apartment to, to, to play more, play board games and such but <laughs> the worst social board games ever whenever you're playing a game where uh you know one of the the little trivia questions is like who would you kill in this room and the, <laughs> the answer is gonna be marcus for everyone including <laughs> the woman he's dating right uh, that's not a good time i don't know not in my book if i'm marcus uh to be fair i mean of everybody well i mean <laughs> if it were me I, I would go with jenny you know just because the dreadlocks are unfortunate. That would be my reason. Well, I mean, when she's stealing, you know, um, you know, plates and and <laughs> and her cooking is like cooking light, if you even call it that. I forgot what she even made spaghetti or something. Um, it just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like how you're going the more practical thing. Like you're gonna find a reason <laughs> where I'm just like, I don't like the way she looks. I don't like her hair. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, at least Marcus has a bit of a sense of style. I don't know. What is it about this game that frightens you? I'm not frightened, Keanu. You know what? Fine. Um, I dare you to smash that base on your head. What? This base? Yeah. No problem. Whoa. Jesus Christ. Oh my God, you're bleeding. You see how easy that was, Marcus? You see how easy that was? I never cower in the face of danger. Is it my turn now? Yes, it is. I dare Marcus to strike me. Strike you? What does that even mean? I'm feeling an energy from you. Like you want to fight me, man. So hit me. No, we're done. Game over. Come on. No. Hit me. Fight him, honey. Come on. Oh. Hit me. Damn it. Yeah, I, I don't know. They, they both played differently. Uh, I, I just loved like the little jokes from "Always Be My Maybe" down to like uh, uh, you know the 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 taste of Caesar or the flavor of Caesar salad. The taste of Caesar salad. So it's not even Caesar salad. It's just like something that tastes like it. Um, bubbles that have flavor. Uh, li- listening to what you had to eat. Yeah, you know, and Keanu Reeves shouting out, you know, I'm sorry. Breaking into tears before he takes a sip of wine. You know, all of that worked for me. It's it's a different style of comedy, right? Like, it's uncomfortable in that, like, over-the-top right. way, whereas uh, 
when Harry met Sally is uncomfortable and that like that could really happen. Like you could have someone. Oh yeah. You could have like, I, I mean, maybe there are the lucky few that, that meet Keanu Reeves, but even then, you know, everything about his reputation is what a, a nice human being he is. So <laughs> I definitely don't think you're going to get this version. I hope not at least where he's challenging you to a fight and, you know, breaking a vase over his head and <laughs> fighting the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I think that, like I, I kind of un- I understand why it takes longer and always be my always be my maybe for them to get together because they're just like if I'm Marcus I'm thinking like goodness like what what sort of people does she like surround herself with like she she is like there's like a you know financial dynamic in play right where she's like right. a celebrity and she's a part of the like rich and famous she's dating Keanu Reeves uh, and he's someone that would be very uncomfortable. With with that, like that's really the reason, I guess, for the the breakup when they do get together is that he doesn't really want to change anything about his lifestyle. I will say, like skipping ahead, that I much prefer the when Harry met Sally speech uh, to what uh, Marcus presents. Like, because I had forgotten that until I rewatched it, where I'm like, oh yeah, what was his big moment? Like the big grand gesture, and his speech ends with he wants to be wherever she is. Uh, so can, he's proposing to her. To hold her purse, shouting a claim in her direction. Yeah, I'm not not as not as big a fan of that, Peter. Like poor Marcus, just holding the purse. Yeah, I mean, when you're comparing the two, I completely understand. I mean, it's a it's a much better speech that uh, old Harry gives, right? You um, like old Harry. Old Harry's fine, right? Well, <laughs> hold on now. I, I just like his speech. <laughs> Who's to say that young Harry is like not around anymore? You know, like that mentality still might be there. Uh, we, you know, like he apologized for like a comment. Okay, <laughs> that's all we know. But he he still had that tendency to like sleep with women and decide to like get dressed and leave. That's a, that's a tough one, right? Because and it's it, it's like it was even a trope then. Like that's not even like an original thing from when Harry met Sally. But like, oh, the man gets up and like tries to get the hell out of there, uh, and you see it in so many. So many movies. There was one, one we did for this podcast, uh, friends with benefits. She's like seeing some doctor who she catches, like trying to like flee. Like she goes, runs out to get coffee and this guy she slept with, um, you know, was racing out the door and gives her some bullshit. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's and then right. later on, Justin Timberlake, when they actually like, you know, hook up, he does the same thing. And he's like, well, you know, I didn't know if, you know, our fam, my family should know about us. And that, that's like a huge, like that is like the, the two breakups in that movie. You know what's crazy is like you're so I remember that exact scene. It's funny you're the, the names that you're using because I'm picturing Natalie Portman and Ashley Kutcher. It was <laughs> on that scene. episode, yeah. That right. Was, well, that I, was... I I know those are two movies, but that's funny how our mind works. You know, it's not a Mandela effect, but it's almost kind of like that. Like, no, I know exactly what you're talking about, and because of the concept of the show and how we compare the two movies, it's like I, I'm picturing the other two leads in the same scene. Which I, is think, funny I feel thing. like you preferred that one, and I preferred. JT and Kunis. I felt like I went that direction, but in uh, if memory serves, in No Strings Attached, which is the Portman Kutcher one, Portman's the one that's the the hairy character, right? She's the one that's like, you know, we're not going to cross those lines, right? 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 Yeah. Yes, yes, she is. That I do remember. Uh, you know, in in those mo- the, that other pairing that we did, and this one, what I also like, you know, and we kind of touched uh, touched on it with uh, Harry met when Harry met Sally, but the, the side characters, you know, you're your your friends. So I do like Jess and Marie. They have some great uh, moments as well, uh, especially like the whole um, wagon wheel table, right? So I thought that was fun. Uh, what did you think about like the, the friends in 
always be my maybe. Uh, I guess specifically uh, Marcus because he has oh, he has the band, but then um, uh, I like Sasha. the dad. I mean, that's okay. the dad's the one I like. So I mean, I don't know if that counts, but I like him as the sort of like voice of reason. And, you know, he's the guy that's like. So what? Like, why is this a big deal? Does that make you happy? You should do it. Like, this would be great. Like, he he just cuts through all the bullshit. Um, and I, I liked him. Like the the band and like that particular scene. Like, I actually think that the band stuff is funny on its own. Like, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like me you're trying to come up with like how do we how do we hit it big in like podcasting that sort of thing. Like, you know, where you can like come up with all these ideas, but for the most part, you just get kind of frustrated. And ultimately, like what they're doing it for is just because they like just enjoy doing it, right? Like, you would not be right. in that type of music if you're trying to like hit it big because you and I couldn't even <laughs> we couldn't even coin a phrase as far as what exactly it is to describe it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say that. Uh, uh, what well, actually is old Harry, isn't it? Isn't that the dad's name? Uh, is it? Is it I Harry? think it's Harry. It is Harry Kim. Yeah. Uh, if a uh, fun fact here, uh, James Saito, uh, who plays Harry, he also played uh, Shredder from Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Hmm. I don't know if I like that, Peter. I don't like that revelation. You you did not like Ninja Turtles? I did, but I like I like Harry as like a sweet guy that just uh. wants people to be happy i don't like <laughs> i don't like imagining <laughs> that a shredder um yeah i don't i don't know if i liked as much the like sasha's supporting characters like the restaurant business some of that stuff was funny um uh, but as far as how it contributed to like the like them getting together uh i think that if marcus had just listened to his dad more uh he would have had a much easier time yeah of it. yeah i guess veronica she's you know she's there. Like I love her character too, but I mean she she is the one who calls Harry and son, right? She I guess she does set it up and and that yeah, way. Yeah, but that that's pretty much it. And then she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So you know, I mean she's pregnant too. She can't be doing everything. So I I, I could <laughs> could see her like, okay, well we were all friends together as mm-hmm. kids. So why not? Let's see if this works. Um. But I, I guess to be fair, that that kind of speaks to like the relationship between Sasha and Marcus too, because it does ultimately come up to them um, when like Harry, Harry and Sally, they have to go through so many things. Jess and Marie, the, they don't necessarily do any of the uh, the nudging or the you know the hooking you know them up. But I think the fact that they're there and they <laughs> they're be just, around each other, they're just thankful they're not them, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they get off the phone with their respective friends and they're like, "Oh goodness, what a couple of idiots!" Right? Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I don't know. Different, kind of same, but uh, they're both pretty good in their own way. I mean, I love Always Be My Maybe. I, I think it was probably my most fun watch of 2019. I saw it like six times. You know, the very first time it came out, I watched it twice in one day for the review. The best thing I'll say about Always Be My Maybe is I do feel like. I, I find the, the two characters far more likable than Harry or Sally. It's just it's just that New Year's speech, man. It's just that and I do I do like the friends better and when Harry met Sally. I like the uh you know I like that everyone else is like Harry the dad and all those people maybe. They're like, I know what I want, I'm gonna go after it and I'm not gonna be an idiot like these two, including their friends. Yeah, but but you know, I think the the, the characters in or the friends in always be my maybe were just you know, to be the jokes, right? Yeah, they're there to be funny, but uh, at least Marie and Jess—they're there to serve a purpose. We also see them in these five-year increments too, and 
they are the the confidants of these uh, the two leads. So I do appreciate that. That's probably what Harry is to to Marcus. You know, this is push for me. I'd watch either of them anytime they're on. You know, uh, I I think always be my maybe might have the edge because of Keanu. <laughs> I, I, I figured, you know, I was gonna. I want you to be the one to to field the tweets or go out there and be like, you know, what's better than when Harry met Sally? This movie. And, but as long as you put that GIF of Keanu, I don't know if you'd get too much hate. Yeah, but I think people would uh, overlook what I actually tweet and just look at the GIF. That's true. Yeah. Which, if it's something controversial, that's probably fine. <laughs> I don't know. How much, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a fan of uh, getting hate reactions on social media. So yeah. I think I'd I'd be fine with them just liking without it fully comprehending what I said. Yeah, much like the podcast, was, <laughs> just give us the download. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, and uh, on that subject, thank you guys for for this download. Do you have any other uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, I know the ending wraps up a little a little a little bit differently. You know, you mentioned Marcus's speech, and it's not as good as old Harry's, uh, and I agree with you there. But I loved. Um, the gesture here with Sasha at the very end, this this reveal that she had created a a restaurant basically in honor of his um, Marcus's mother. That was mother. really cool. Um, also, even you know the Marcus gesture of him like leaving his comfort zone um, to go to New York. Like the the Harry one, if you get past the New Year speech, Sally even says it. Like it's like you just feel lonely because it's New Year's. Mm-hmm. Like we get that little blip they do as far as like okay, it does work out. Like they've been doing with like the older couples like throughout right. the film. Um, if you don't get that blip though, like I'm kind of like Sally, where I'm like, does he just feel sad tonight? And he's just like clinging on to something. Like and yeah, he's got he had some really good words, but uh, I think that was an important distinction. I don't think I ever question always be my maybe as far as uh the intentions of marcus like i actually think he's genuine the whole time so when that clicks for him it clicks whereas <laughs> i don't know man it's the it's the what the white man's overbite there's something about billy crystal i just don't trust like i just, <laughs> just don't trust it might, Harry. it might be that overbite it doesn't work this way well how does it work i don't know but not this way how about this way i love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely. And it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. See, that is just like you, Harry. You say things like that and you make it impossible for me to hate you. And I hate you, Harry. I really hate you. Feeling better? Want another go? Henry? Stop! Stop it! Go to sleep. I got him, Keanu. Stop! Stop! What's your problem? 